Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Rich Dotson. He's Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. We are Dynasty Nerds. No Garrett Price. He's out in the Bahamas getting all tan and sexified. Good for him. Yes. With his family. Uh, but it doesn't stop us. We're going to still talk Dynasty. That's right. Uh, it just keeps going. Yeah. Running in week seven. Oh, my God. Like, the playoffs aren't too far away. Hey, we're, we're like halfway there, right? God, after this week. so crazy. Like, how yeah. everything just goes so fast. We'll be talking about this 24 class before <sighs> we know it. And making trades. But... You know, this is, it's a, it's a critical part of the season, right? Like week seven in dynasty fans football week eight. We talked about a couple of weeks ago, these next couple of weeks, how important they are. Um, the winners are starting to s- s- rise to the top here, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the potential playoff teams. You, I mean, from, from the get go, you know, the teams are rebuilding, but those middle of the road teams is where you really start to yeah. see. And even your own path kinds of clarifies with like guys that go out for the year. When you lose Nick Chubbs and JK Dobbins and you know, if you had a rookie like Anthony Richardson and uh, these players that go out for the year, you go from a championship contender, a lot of times in Dynasty, they're with no waiver wire to out, like no chance to win yep. for the most part. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of just like going to be in the middle. And a lot of times you don't have a first round pick. So you still have to kind of still fight because there's no point. Of no not, no not point winning. in being, no point in sucking. Yeah. So it's, it's injuries, trades. This is the time of the year to do it all. This yeah. is the best chance yeah, to get yeah. first round picks, second round picks. I made a trade in the league. I, I gave up a first for Daniel Jones just because. This is two weeks ago, and I feel really bad about it because now I realize it's going to be a pretty high 24 first. Oof. I'm just now realizing, kicking myself in the butt. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and, you know, that burns. You're, you're going to have those bad trades here and there. Uh, you kind of have to overcome them and, and, and make some moves to kind of get back right again eventually. But, um, you know, you you can't you can't hesitate to get back up to the plate, though. Right? No, 100%. I mean, yeah, bad trades don't – they, they yeah. make me like, oh, I should have done that. But it's more like – it's more apathetic, you know. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, there I did. I did another bad trade, but then I'll make a good trade. Yeah, exactly. It'll never stop me from trading. We talked about that before a couple yeah. of years ago. How like some people are hesitant to make trades in Dynasty because they get burned once, and then they're always scared to get burned again, right? Like that's part of the deal. It's kind of like you said, like baseball is a great analogy, right? Like yeah. don't be afraid to go out there and swing the bat. Where like you're gonna strike out, but you gotta get up to the next bat, next next plate appearance and swing the bat again. If you don't swing the bat, you can't hit home runs. You know what I mean? And, 100%. and that's how you really make a difference on your team. And that's the thing, making trades, taking losses. We talk about this this show all the time. It's where it's where we differentiate from other shows. Like we're not afraid to take losses in trades or take risk to put ourselves in a better position to go out there and win chips. Because you know when you stay stagnant or if you're not willing to take those risks, it's real easy to just get passed up. And yeah, you can luck into something by having a really good rookie draft again, Puka Nakua in the fourth round, and getting a really good third round pick and in a second, you know, have those draft classes that really propel you. But for the most part, it's a lot of work, right? Yep. Like it's Absolutely. trades, it's drafts. So we're gonna talk about some players today. Um, we're actually gonna talk about the rebuilds today, right? Like. Um, some players that we think are good players for rebuilding teams this time of year to go out there yep. as you're selling off assets. Like, what are you selling them for? Cause it's easy to sit here and say, Oh, draft picks. And we talk about draft picks all the time. Cause in a vacuum, that's the easiest comparison. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the way we gauge basically values on these guys. Cause I think everyone, you know, kind of has a good feel of what those are worth. Yeah. So we'll talk about right. some upside players say on this show, uh, we're going to talk about some injuries, of course, and there's a lot of them. And then we're going to talk about the quarterbacks and tight ends a little bit shorter of a segment there. And then the NerdHerd show, we're going to talk about the running backs and wide receivers. And we're talking about like, these are upside players, right? Like yep. cheap, cheaper, 
yep. upside players, which again, you're taking a swing at the bat. And if we get 33% of these, right. And we're batting 300, let's take us to the hall of fame. Yeah. I mean, most of the guys that we'll talk about are guys that are going to be throw-ins on other deals, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Where you're, you're, if you're on your inner rebuild, you, you want to draft pick and, and one of these players, something like that, you know, as a, as a throw in, as a cherry on top type of guy. Um, that's how, that's how I, that's how I approach this. Yep. Um, anyway, uh, it's the best way to get the, like, it's the best way when you always want a little something on top, like, yeah, this guy's worth a second, but right. like a little bit more, it starts to get more. You can't get a first. A third doesn't mean anything. Like I think rather than give me a fourth round pick or something like that, I'd much rather take a chance on the guys we're going to talk about today. Sure. Yep. Uh, so in the nerd herd show, we're going to dive a little bit more deeper into running backs and wide receivers. If you want to join the nerd herd, uh, you can just go to You can go Go to DiceNerds.com. Don't go through your app store. Uh, it's cheaper on the website, <laughs> True. actually. But we also have a great promo going on where you can join NerdHerd for absolutely as low as $10. Ooh. How do you join the NerdHerd for $10? All you got to do is go to our friends at Underdog Fantasy. And right now, they have a real new great sign-up offer. You get your mystery pick'em special. And for a limited time right now for the NerdHerd, up to a 500 deposit That's match. That's crazy, man. Yeah, not $100. No. Five hundred bucks. So if you put five hundred dollars in, and yes, that's a lot, they're going to give you a thousand. And guess what? You kind of like just slowly play with that, or bring some yeah, of that back, and absolutely. then play with some free. Whatever you got to do, but all you got to do is sign up at Underdog. You have to use the promo code Nerds. This is for first time depositors, right? Like so, you know, first time depositors on Underdog, they're going to give it to five hundred dollars free at UnderdogFantasy.com or via your app store. You're going to get a free uh, pick'em special. So they're going to give you a free pick'em. They're going to match your deposit up to $500. And then on top of that, the Dynasty Nerds, they're going to hook you up for the free year subscription to the Nerd Herd. Uh, all you got to do is deposit $10, put in the promo code NERDS. You're going to get a year subscription to the Nerd Herd, the film room. Uh, and again, the film room. Like, true. We just did we've another already, big we, update. Yeah, I was going to say, we've already started dumping in the new film, man. 100 new prospect film in there. All of them, all 22 tape. Yes. All of them. Every, not one single broadcast has been put in there. It's all 22 film. That's what we use at Dynasty Nerd. So it's going to give you the best view in the film room. Every prospect coming out this year, it's already loaded up. The guys are doing a great job way ahead of it. Uh, all that for free. Oh, not for free. You just deposit $10 in sure. uh, the uh, uh, your underdog account. So check that out. If you're already a Nerd Herd member and you do it, we will send you a free shirt as well. So Matt, you ready to talk about some injuries? Uh, yeah, man, let's do it. Um. So first up, I wanted to get get some kind of house cleaning kind of uh, injury update here with Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Right? Uh, uh, obviously, the shoulder injury last, not this past week, but the week before that. Jim Mercer kind of came out and basically said that they're kind of, it's it's expected that he's going to miss the season, right? Get so the surgery. He's going to end up getting the surgery. Sucks because he's having such a promising fantasy career start. Right. No, I mean, this is, it sounds like this is probably what's going to be best for him long term. So as far as him getting it, all fixed up and all, all good for next year. This sounds like it's going to be a okay for that. Uh, it does suck that this year, obviously is going to get cut short and it, and it's going to, I think affect his value slightly. Right. I mean, we were talking about it yeah. every single week he was playing, he was kind of getting dinged up and then this, this happened. And every week I was giving the update and kind of asking if you guys were yeah. getting nervous. And I mean, by the end of it, we were, uh, I think unanimously we were all kind of right a little bit nervous. So. Yeah. So, um, it's a buy window. It is. I had somebody approach me. Uh, we're in a league where I'm a contender. And I, I don't know if you recall, we were actually coming back from our Dynasty Nerds trip in New York. I was doing a startup for the Nerd Herd 4.0. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the first pick. I got Pat Mahomes. And coming back, we're driving back. I had a second pick. And I was like, oh, who, who's there? And I took Anthony Richardson. Right. Um, felt really happy about it. And my team's somewhat of a contender in that league. And the, the person wrote me, hey, would you? 
what would it take for Anthony Richardson? Would you give me Deshaun Watson? If I gave you Deshaun Watson, would you give me Anthony Richardson? I was like, ah, I'd kind of want a little bit more. Yeah, uh, I, I agree that. with that. You know, it's a I 22 mean, year yeah. quarterback who yeah. looked really good uh, when he's in there. And I, and I asked for Elijah Moore. I think I asked for Elijah Moore and Luke Musgrave. And I gave him Cortland Sutton, Anthony Richardson. And this guy's complete rebuild. Rebuild. Yeah. Like, you know, or aiming to get that top pick. Um, sure. He's going to think about it, but it, it, this goes to show you it does open a window. Like, would I rather have Anthony Richardson or Deshaun Watson? Like, I'd rather have Anthony Richardson easily. But if you're a contender, it might open that window for, yeah. for, for I, you to have to sell. And I'd rather win. With, I have Pat Mahomes, so it makes it a little bit easier. But, like, sure. I want to win this year. So, like, do I want to give up my only share of Anthony Richardson? No, I don't. But I also want to win. Yeah, and if you got and, if you have a real shot at winning, it's a move you might need to make or at least consider making. And that's it. And in, in, in Dynasty, you can't. My thought process and like a player like Anthony Richardson or anybody else, like even Justin Jefferson being out for potentially up to six weeks through the whole year, it's, you know, whenever that window shows up, we tell you it's it's about seizing that window. And sometimes you have to do things that you don't want to do or get rid of a player you might feel is a cornerstone player or a player that's going to have a lot of long-term effect. Um, and that's fine because in yep. Dynasty, it's great to have those players for long terms. But nothing over, no nothing stops you from winning championship. It's not talking about taking a major loss, but lateral moves and fair moves, sometimes you have to give up. The, the, too many people in dynasty trades, and I'm a victim of this, and everybody is because everybody wants to win the trade. You send offers on like you want to win that trade. You yeah. want to win that trade. And you want to give up this for that, but you know you're getting the better that. Like you have to be okay with giving up players like Anthony Richardson or even the, a Justin Jefferson. You right. have to be okay with giving those players if you have a legit chance to win a trade. If you have a legitimate one, yeah. I mean, it, and, and you're talking about moves like – Justin Jefferson for AJ Brown, like those type Correct. of moves. I mean, yeah. if you're, if you're moving to Justin Jefferson, it's for another high end player. And then a little something on top, a city right? lamb. Yep. Yeah. Like, Hey, Hey dude, I saw Justin Jefferson's out for six weeks, man. I'll give you AJ Brown or here. I'll give you CD lamb. And I want, um, I want your, I want two seconds or I want, I want this and I want Luke Musgrave, sure. you know, like, yep. man, I'm giving up a little bit more, but you're, you're getting a good, you're not, it's not like you're not getting something good back as well. So, um, so with Anthony Richardson going out for the year, yeah. It, I mean, for the most part, does it hurt a lot of teams? No. <laughs> <laughs> because you had a pretty high pick in the first Absolutely place. Absolutely, you did. Yep. Um, but if you did a startup or you lucked in that pick or trade for that player, it could. So yep. who? Uh, a couple more quarterbacks are hurt. We have a wow. Yeah, no, there's a there's a pretty long list here. Um, so next, wow, one up, next, list. next one up is Justin Fields. He dislocated his thumb. It sounded like um, he's doubtful for week seven and it's going to basically come down to the grip strength. I've seen a lot of um, kind of different different injury gurus saying different things. Like if there was a dislocation, there's there's only way to, that it's going to get repaired is surgery. And, but I've heard other things where it's like, oh, it, it can it weeks. can heal over time. So we'll see exactly how that one flushes out. Um, but, you know, we're not going to see Justin Fields. I wouldn't expect to see him this week at all. Um, so, you know, it's, it sounds like a short-term thing. What do you – I mean – What's weird about Justin Fields is because he, he sh he's shown signs of improvement too. It's like, yeah. God, mm -hmm. I just, he's not going to probably be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears after this year. What's the record? It's, it it's, doesn't matter because they have Carolina's pick. Oh, yeah. And they're 0 and 6. And they're 0 and 6. Yeah. Right now, if the NFL draft was today, the Chicago Bears would have the first and second pick in the draft. Yeah. They have the second pick and the Panthers had the first. So, I mean, again, with Caleb Williams, it doesn't seem like as a dynasty asset, like you're real excited to have Justin Fields. Like, is there, 
Do you think the buy-in window gets cheaper on Justin Fields, like in two more weeks? So he's not going to play for a couple weeks. Right. And the closer they get to solidifying that first overall pick, like, are you? Am me, I buying? Let me put this scenario for you in Dynasty <laughs> sure. Baseball, right? Uh, it is currently going to week seven. It is week 10 or 11. So you have a, a, a trade deadline in your uh, sure. Dynasty League. And you're going into week 11, uh, which we're just, what, three weeks away from the playoffs, yep. essentially. Yep. And where am I? Am I the, eight, the, eight and three here or eight and two super flex tight end yeah. premium. Doesn't matter where you're at. I, oh, I think right. for a player like this, it doesn't matter where you're at. He's okay. a young up and coming quarterback that a lot of people were real excited about at the end of the last year and excited with, for a week ago. Um, sure. After a big game. Yep. Carolina looks still hasn't won a game at this point. <laughs> it is week 11. They are 0 and six or 0 and 11, 0 and 11. or 0 and 10 at the end of bye week. Sure. And there, it looks like there's a guarantee to get the number one pick. And we could all probably agree, whoever has the number one pick is taking Caleb Williams. They're not trading that pick. I would, I, would, I mean, I don't know. Did you watch this past weekend's game against Notre Dame? It was pretty bad. But I'm not, not going <laughs> to let one. I did watch the game. Um, I told my son, like, this kid is special. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching. Let's sit like, down oh. and watch him. And he's like, what's so special about this, <laughs> this guy? This guy stinks. Yeah, beat Notre Dame. Um, are you trading for Justin Fields? Do you... Do you feel like that window, I'm sure we'll readdress it come week 11, but like, would you use that window as a buy? Because I, I feel yeah, like there'd no, be a I, discount. I think there's, I think there's a discount. Um, and I think it goes to the Falcons. Whether or not, that would be nice, actually. So nice. Um, Smith doesn't know how to use them. Yeah, I know. That's what, that's, that's another problem. Like Arthur Smith has his has his little play play action run first offense. They draft one of the greatest I, running backs I've seen in my entire life, and they put Tyler Algier in there. I don't understand. They're starting to get Pitts involved. Thanks. <laughs> Can't wait to see Bijan in three years. I finally cracked the code. I got to throw it to Pitts. <laughs> Two games in a row. Woo. Um, where was I at? Fields. Justin Fields. Yeah. Um, because now with this window, like the Bears are going to lose some more. You're like, he's not going to play for a couple weeks. Yeah. No, I, I, I almost prefer Fields to leave at this point. You know what I mean? Like uh, I almost, I don't necessarily think that Atlanta would be a great spot, but somebody more creative, somebody that's willing to, is, has a more malleable thought on, on offense. I got the spot for him. Nobody's talked about this spot. Okay. It, it won't happen. Sure. Dude. Pie in the sky stuff. Rams with Sean McVay. Yeah. Fantastic. Dude, that'd be a good spot for him. Kyle Shanahan, San Fran. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's not going to happen either, yeah. but wow. I think, I mean, I don't know. I think his major weakness might not be necessarily something that would work in Kyle Shanahan's offense, but um, I, I don't know what kind of offense would highlight fields, but it whatever they're doing now, well, actually the, whatever they were doing early in the season didn't work. They, they, they seem to be kind of letting them, come into his own a little bit the last couple of weeks. And, and unfortunately this, this thumb dislocation is kind of derailing him. Listen, if it opens up something and I get a crazy deal on fields. <clears throat> yes. I think he's, he's young. He's, he's proven that in a, from a fantasy perspective, he can get the job done. So yeah, I would go out and go ahead and make a move if, if the price is right. So kind of put the feelers out like week 11, as, as he starts to miss a couple games here, first and second for Justin Fields and Superflex to see if it gets it done. If I could get him for first and second in Superflex, I would do that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, two seconds, I would, I would, I mean, two firsts, I would start feeling a little bit hesitant. Hesitant. Without knowing where he's going. Yeah. And I said that's, that's, that's a mystery because then, because then if he goes somewhere, 
like say he went to Atlanta, right? And he has those weapons around him. Like yeah. with you'd be like, oh wow, that's two first easily. I think those are great weapons. And I and we we already went over the bad part with Arthur Smith. And it don't. So, yeah. So who knows? Um <clears throat> so the next one up here, Trev, Trevor Lawrence, knee sprain. He He'll yeah. probably play Thursday. Yeah. That's the thing. So initially I put, I put this on there because it was, Hey, it was a rush to be a Thursday night uh, game. Who knows if, if the knee sprain, if it was even just mild uh, enough to keep him out of practice a couple of days, but he's already practicing. So he'll be out there. In my, in my gambling league, uh, the lines open at 1230 Eastern time okay. uh, in my gambling league. And they had the, uh, the Jags only minus two because of the Trevor Lawrence suit. They didn't know. Yeah. Ham, 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 hammer, <laughs> And then the Browns were uh, minus two, two. Hammer that one, too. Like, how about the Browns this week? We didn't discuss that at all. Huh? Oh, is I, there, is there, I thought it was going to be a dismantling. I thought the 49ers were going to completely destroy us. I, I took a friend who's a San Francisco fan with me. Okay. And uh, on the way down, and I was like, yeah, dude, you guys are going to win this. Like, I, I was like, but, you know, like this could be the game the Browns would win. Like, yeah. I was like, this would be, on the way down, I was like, this would be the game the Browns do win. Where everybody's saying we're going to lose. Uh, we're going to get absolutely destroyed. And I said the same thing. I was like, I just hope we keep it, like, respectable. Yeah. You know, like, uh, and it was, what crazy part about that game was, too, is there were so many San Francisco fans there. Were there? Taunts. The, on the other, on the visitor side, mm-hmm. there was, I felt like it It could have been all San Francisco. It was insane. Wow. I, for somebody who's been a season ticket holder for 13 years, could have been the most fans like opposite team fans I've ever seen, which is crazy because San Francisco. Because it's San Francisco, it's not like Pittsburgh coming from one state over or and, something. And Jake Moody, the kicker, uh-huh. had his entire family there. Oh, his entire family. There. But for me, that was really great because those are the games the Browns lose. Like that's what happens every time as a Browns fan. Oh, yeah. It's like nails fourth that quarter. Kick. Oh yeah, we score, we go up, win, but we like there's less than two minutes left, and yeah. the team goes down and scores the field goal, and we lose by one point every time. Like that's oh, my yeah. life as a football fan. Yeah. Like it's that's all we know. For somebody who loves football as much as I do, I'm just surrounded in a pit of misery. Like that's my whole life. Like misery. Yeah. Like it's just it's terrible. I don't know. And I'm sitting there too, and I sit down at one point. I to my wife, I'm like, why do I like? And I'm never like that way watching football. I actually sat down in my seat and at one point. I was like, why do I do this to myself <laughs> every week of my life? And she's like, but you love them. I'm like, I know, but it hurts sometimes. Yeah, love hurts, man. Oh, uh, but it was fun. Yeah, what a win. Yeah. That de- what did I say in the beginning of the year? Why the Browns the defense were going to win? is ridiculous. I said man. in the beginning of the year, the Holy Browns were going to win the Super Bowl because their defense is so good. And no, like I don't care about the offense. Nobody's talking about the defense and how good it's going to be. It, it shows we don't even need a friggin' offense, man. It really <laughs> we got you PJ, could, PJ Walker off the practice squad and throws two picks and we still win. You can go really far with a defense like that. Oh my you God. could and, and and outside of any other team that had a defense like I know it's my team, but like that's the kind of defense where you can win a Super Bowl. With that defense, if your offense just doesn't turn the ball over and they're competent enough. That's why I was so bummed about Nick Chubb going down because oh you don't God. need Deshaun Watson to play good if you have Nick Chubb in that defense. You don't even need Deshaun Watson. You don't need Deshaun Watson. I can't stand that guy. What? I just, yes, dude, yes. I'm so glad you said that. Me and you are boys again. I mean, I, <laughs> the difference is I still love the Browns. Like, yeah. I do. I love the Browns. I really can't. Like, he just... He turned the way I, my interpretation of Deshaun Watson now is like now that I follow him on social media religiously because he's he's my quarterback. Sure. So like I follow the Browns players on socials because like I I'm sure I'm obsessed with the Browns. Like yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm a, I'm a true fan, a fanatic. fanatic. Right. Yep. Um, I just feel like for him, like it's a, it's just more about like he just he does too much stuff on social that I see 
that's from like I feel like again I'm who am I because he had nothing but success before all the stuff. It's like, dude, just get in there and study film and get better every day and work your receivers. Like, I don't need to see you doing all this other stuff, man. Like, you haven't shown me anything yet. So I just as of right now, he's not on my. You're preaching, my list. man. You're preaching to the choir. He yeah. gets on my nerves. Like I really do. Like I wish, and I know it sounds stupid because he's not good. But I, like, like I like I had a good time with Baker. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, well, yeah. I just wish we had a like. I wish we had. I, honestly, I wish we had Jared Goff. You know, like some. I know it sounds crazy, but like Jared Goff, get in there. Don't say much. Do your job. Get in. Get out. You know, Brock Purdy. Like, give me Kirk Cousins. Bring him in. <laughs> just. <laughs> Look at the hesitation there. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I Kirk, like Jared Kirk Goff. Yeah, you know, no. like I don't like Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I get, I get uh, quarterback it. wise. Uh, so I don't even remember how we got off this. We were on Trevor Lawrence. I'm always going to take it off the rails. I know. I know. It's, I, it's okay. Some, somehow we got on the Browns because I I said I asked you a question about the Browns, but I don't even remember how. Trevor Lawrence is going to brain probably going to play. But besides that, quarterback 16 on the air. Got anything? Huge, massive disappointment. Right. Um. Calvin Ridley started off super hot, right? Matt, yeah. And another Kirk Cousins another coming d- back, or Christian Kirk's coming back a little bit better yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, the running game's looking good with Travis Etienne, too. Like, he's gone up in dynasty ranks yeah, a lot. It's has. weird. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is, and there was receiving core is, it's just Zay Jones. Been, weeks, Zay Jones been out. Been out. He's been out. Is, um, is he that big of, is Zay Jones that big of a factor, you think, in that offense? Kind of as just Mr. Reliable. Maybe. It's been weird. I mean, and Trevor Lawrence now has like been kind of like, yeah. Roller coaster is for somebody who's supposed to be a generational talent. You know sure. what I mean? Like it's been somewhat frustrating. I mean, I, he was my first pick in the Scott Fishbowl. Yeah. I uh, guess who's in last place in my division. <laughs> I took, I'm going to guess, guess it's I you. took Trevor Lawrence first. Yeah. I took Deshaun Watson second. That's bad. Got yeah. Hawkinson third. Oh, yeah, all right. Which is good. But yeah. yeah, it's it's funny because like in my division, I end up in a division with like some, like it's me, Matt Harmon, mm-hmm. um, Chad Parsons from UTH. So I'm like, oh, look at me in here with some like, Heavy hitters, essentially. Sure. Uh, I'm in last. <laughs> Chad. Chad. Matt Harmon. <laughs> Matt Harmon's in 11th. Uh-huh. And Chad Parsons is in 10th. Shout out, boys. Uh-huh. Uh, Mike and Ike division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty bad. So, yeah, for me, I have I have multiple Trevor Lawrence shares. And it's weird, though, at the same time, my one QB leagues that I have Trevor Lawrence in, uh, my one league, I'm first place and undefeated. But no thanks to Trevor. Right. Lawrence. Right. Doing it without, uh, or kind of despite him. From a super flex, so let's talk about that for a second. From a super flex standpoint, is this is pr- is this a dip on Trevor Lawrence? Then? That's what I mean. That's what I was trying to get at. Is is this a dip? I mean, he, he's ranked 16th. He's he's having a down year. Where do we see him long term? Um, because I th- I do think he's very talented, and I think this is kind of just a a bad stretch for him personally. I mean, they're in London for a couple of weeks. You know what I mean? Like they're out of out of the country. They're he's quarterback fifteen. He has been on the country. He will always be going on the country. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think of like what package you could like, what player out there that you can offer that feel good about that. Like for Trevor Lawrence, you know what I mean? Um, you can't get up Justin Fields. Nobody's taking Brock Purdy. Nobody's taking Russell Wilson. Look at guys ahead of him. Nobody's taking Kirk Cousins. I mean, there's Lamar Jackson, who's quarterback seven on the year. Would you? Rather have Lamar Jackson or Trevor Lawrence in Dynasty Superflex long term. Because you asked me five weeks ago, I'm telling you Trevor Lawrence. Right. I know. Today, I don't know as much. It's 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 a it was a lot easier question before. Here, I'll give you an easier one. Okay. So Lamar's tier two, right? Like sure. To a tug of Iola. I'd rather to. Okay. And that that one's that one wasn't hard. It wasn't hard for you. No. I thought it would be. 
way better offense. Okay, so flip it. Would you would you give up right now Trevor Lawrence to get Tua? Yes. Okay. Interesting. I mean, is it? I don't, I don't think two, I would. Where, where's Tua? Tua's ranked quarterback three. Three, yeah. Oh, Tyreek Hill's gone after he's going to be become a porn star in two years. Is that what he said? Yeah. Oh. So he wants to be a porn. I don't, that dude's nuts. That's weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird city because, again, the quarterback market, Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence? God, man, Burrow without the injuries, I would take. But Burrow seemed to, Burrow seems to be nicked up all the time. You know what I mean? Okay, last week he was this, this week he wasn't hurt. Fourteen point eight points. Yeah, week for that twenty four point four. Before that he was hurt, so that's yeah. fine. He he, didn't, he only went over ten points once. I think there. I think th- that offense in general is struggling this year. They have a, a Super Bowl hangover. If I could get Burrow on a discount, I I probably would. Um, so between those two guys, probably discounted, both of them discounted. Which one do I want? I'm going to go with the Ohio kid. I'm going to go Burrow. Yeah, I'd go Burrow too. Mm-hmm. If you had CJ Stroud, is this, would you rather have CJ Stroud or would you look at this as a window like, man, these guys might be frustrated? CJ Stroud's uh, quarterback 13. Uh, these guys are lower. Would you offer CJ Stroud for either of those or would you just stick with CJ Stroud if you had him? No, I would offer CJ Stroud for either one of those guys. Me too. Yeah. But I'm just wondering what kind of window there yeah. is out there for yeah, those yeah. kind of players. So it wouldn't hurt you guys to go out there and like maybe throw some offers. Uh, I mean, obviously Joe Burrow doesn't have that because everybody knows he's been hurt. But Trevor right. Lawrence, there might be a there might be a dip there. There, there the I mean, there could be. He's just not performing uh, up to expectations. All right. So moving on to Tannehill to the next one. Tannehill out, man. High ankle sprain. This is kind of similar to what he had last year when he had surgery week 15. Same ankle. Um, So it's the same ankle and everything. Um, You know, obviously they're on by this coming week and they could use that extra time in two ways, right? To either get Tannehill up and running or to get one of these young guys up and running. Pause. Teaser. My young quarterback buy for rebuilds is Will Levis. All right. So can we just go we'll, from there? We'll, we'll shelf this one. Okay. Um, there's plenty of other <laughs> plenty of other injuries to talk about, so definitely. Um, <clears throat> next one up, Jimmy Garoppolo, a back injury. This one's – the reports out of this one are weird, right? So he's going to undergo further tests on his back, and then it's, quote, too early to conclude anything about his status for Sunday's game in Chicago. Josh McDaniels – said that he seems to have dodged a big bullet in that regard when talking about internal injuries and that they're, quote, there's still a lot to uncover. Yeah, so this with one, a hospital right away. Like this one seems weird, yeah. So, And we can pause this one as well and discuss this in a little bit too because my quarterback by is also wrapped up in this. Look one. at us teasing. Why is this brewing nipple tassels? <laughs> Who says I'm not? Oh! <laughs> All right, so <laughs> next one up, Christian McCaffrey, rib oblique, whatever. He'll be fine. They're saying he's probably going to play Monday night. Right. He's, he's okay. David Montgomery. Not fine. Rib, cartilage. Multiple weeks. Itch, it, um, issue, yes. Yeah. So this one sounds like maybe this was a cartilage break from yeah. what all the research that I kind of mm-hmm. pulled out, um, which sounds just painful. And it's a pain management thing. There's nothing really that they can do to alleviate that pain. Like they can shoot it up with stuff, but it's still going to hurt. And as a running back, that's no bueno, right? Yeah. So this this could be a, a, a full, you know, a few week type of thing. Obviously, if Gibbs can't get back, now we're, on, now we're on to Craig Reynolds and whomever they pick up because they're going to pick up somebody, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, it would be a great 
Depends how the problem is. David's gonna be back in a couple weeks. If not, Lenny, playoff Lenny, Lombardi <laughs> Lenny would have been a great fit. Yeah. on this team. Yeah, I mean, would. this team is fantastic. They are. They're fun to watch. They too. are fun to watch. Yeah. They're fantastic. I don't, I don't know if playoff Lenny's attitude. Lombardi. Lombardi oh, he doesn't Lenny. like to bite kneecaps. No, he doesn't like. I don't think he's a kneecap biter. So I don't know. Fork and knife with a napkin over your ears tucked in your front. Got your collarbone. (laughs) So who knows, man? Um, I mean, they they're really just they're 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 running through their running backs. They're just all of them are getting injured. They're they're on the shelf. Craig Reynolds, heck of a block this past weekend. Sprung. uh, Oh, uh, was it Amon Ra? Yeah, for the touchdown. Ran down, just leveled that guy. It was like playing pinball. Exactly. That was was a nice one, man. So that was that was fun to watch. Craig Reynolds, a great. Waiver wire guy, if he's on your waiver wires, we've talked about Craig multiple times on this show. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think the last time I described him was he was a guy that I traded for at the end of last season. Then I ended up cutting him because he was so buried on the depth chart. I wish I wouldn't have now. Yeah. But <laughs> who knew that all these guys were going to get injured? I guess I, sh- I should have known since we do this show every year. And <laughs> <laughs> He's back, baby. We, we talk about all these running back injuries. But, I mean, he's going to miss a couple of weeks. Monitor Jameer Gibbs. Like, hopefully he come back this week from the hamstrings. But they're, the hamstrings are tricky. Yeah. I mean, you know, look at Greg Dulcich. Sure. He comes off IR, IR, first game in. Psh, Pop. Up, hamstring. And that's what, it, that happens. I feel like if you come back from a hamstring injury after, like, four weeks, you have a 50-50 chance. Just re-aggravate. Re-aggravate. Yeah. It's that hot, almost 60, 40. I feel yeah. like, I, I feel like it happens so much or like we talked, we've talked about, I'm sure there's stats ago. on, I'm sure there's stats out there. Somebody screaming. They're never us. right. It's yeah. almost like that. You need a year after ACL mm-hmm. to like be right. Same thing the hamstring. Like you need a whole season to get right. Yeah. They're, they're that tricky. They really are. All right. Speaking of another tricky injury, Kyron Williams ankle injury, MR, MRI revealed a sprained ankle. It didn't really say whether it was high or low, so I'm it, not it's, sure. It's got to be high. They're, they're signing people left and right. Yeah, they really are. Um, so obviously the backup Ronnie Rivers also left the game here with a grade three PCL injury. So he's going to be out weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, maybe even uh, IR stint there for him. Zach Evans is really the only guy on the roster right now that's healthy. And No, they signed... Uh, Check your waiver wire. He was a, he's on a waiver wire in multiple leagues. I am. Royce they signed Freeman. no Miles Gaskin. Oh, they yeah they got Gaskin. And, yeah, they, and t- they took him off the. Uh, they t- who'd seen they t- signed him off of uh, who's Minnesota's Minnesota's uh, yeah. practice squad. Practice squad there, and then then Royce Freeman. I think they elevated from their own practice squad. They elevated Royce Freeman, <laughs> signed Miles Gaskin, and Zach Evans. Right now will be uh, the starter running back. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, and I mean Zach Evans, guy that I think. In short bursts, showed things in college. Yeah, um, I just never saw it consistently enough for him to really for me to hang my hat on a guy like Zach Evans. No. So we'll see, you know, what he can do here in the NFL. See if he they they light a fire under his butt and he can do that down in down out. If so, that he shows the good every play. Um, he could be a talented back. So uh, I am. Uh, I'm checking my waiver for Miles Gaskin. I'm I'm in thirty dynasty leagues and he was on a waiver wire in five of them. Yeah, I saw you actually swoop him up. So a couple that, that I was in. Yeah, that's the guy I would pick up personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like out of all those running backs, I feel most comfortable with from a fantasy football perspective. Uh, that can fit that offense definitely with this pass catching ability. Would be yeah. So check your waiver wire. Yep, absolutely. Um, another scary one: Damian Harris neck injury. Had to go to the hospital. Um, it sounds like he's out of the out of the woods from the neck perspective. It sounds like that's a neck sprain. He's also in the concussion protocol protocol. So I wouldn't expect to see him um, anytime soon there next few weeks anyway. And it sounds like playoff Lenny was weird. Working I saw out there. Jordan Schultz reported that 
he talked to Lenny's and were, uh, work out there. And then I, I don't know if a Schefter or somebody else reported, Hey, I, Leonard Fournette's not working out for anybody, even though there's reports out there like that. So it's really well, mixed reports. Okay. So possibly there's some news. It'd be a good fit because James Cook started the year off hot. Yeah. And now he's just kind of leveled off. Well, yeah, they dropped can, and leveled. They can use James Cook should play like Alva Kamara plays. They need like, or they, they, I don't think they ever know what to do with their running backs there. They need a David Montgomery. Like they, they need to run it like how pretty much Detroit. But, but I mean, like they had Zach Moss there. He didn't do anything. He goes to the Colts. He looks amazing. Dominates. You know what I mean? Like, looks absolutely amazing. Yeah. So I just, I'm not sure that they really know how to effectively use any of their running systems, backs. man. Yeah. Coaching systems. It's, it's, they got the, they got the, they got the passing game down. It's the backbone of fantasy football that yeah. nobody ever taught. Like so many people are so quick to go look at skill set or like what they could possibly do. It's like system is everything. Yeah. And, you know, we got so hyped about Jameer Gibbs because he's an exciting player, but it's like all they're talking about, all, you know, they're talking about is David Montgomery. David Montgomery. And like, oh, yeah, you know, and they're saying, yeah, Gibbs is going to be our spell guy. Like, come on, set it. Like, he's going to be our spell guy. You're like, damn, dude. Like, why would you spend that pick on a spell guy? I got to draft Puka <laughs> <laughs> over Gibbs. It wouldn't happen. No. The only thing I feel good about is pushing Quentin Johnson. Like, we're the one podcast that had Quentin Johnson at the very back end of the first, pretty much a second round yeah. pick. And that looks so far like 0 for 2. He 0 for 2 on his targets this week. Uh, not good. After a bye week. He just can't even get open. I saw it on tape. Yeah. It just there's a lot of concerns on tape. We expressed them. Yeah. Uh and then the the Chargers tried to trick us and reel us back in with all those preseason and practice tapes of him get those one-handed balls. I'm like, oh maybe I should I got the Chargers. I I felt like, hey, if the Chargers are gonna pump him up so much like this, and I granted he was a first round pick, like maybe I should bump him up a little bit too. I want to know how much it would Put cost. Him right back down us to produce cut-ups of ourselves looking amazing <laughs> so we could our takes no no catching footballs oh. <laughs> one-handed against nobody i wonder how much i you know next time peters were in wherever With peter's Peter, at uh, we got to get him to cut up some some little tapes of us. So that way when off next off season comes around and there's fluff pieces out, we can just send those out to everyone. Dude, you give me some of those NFL gloves. I'm catching everything. Exactly. Those things are sticky. They are so sticky. Yeah, I'm making one hand catches left and right. I know where we're going next time before the draft, we're going to Dick's. We're getting ourselves some sticky gloves and then we're going to have some highlight real tape. Dude, nerds needs write-offs. It sure does. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris Brooks, he got hurt ankle injuries. He's week to week. Debo Samuel seems like he's gonna be fine with his shoulder. Yep. Um, Alec Pierce, he hurt his shoulder as well. Um, rumors are they're it, gonna trade for Jerry Judy. Possibly? Yeah, there, there's talks of Jerry Judy kind of being a, a trade target there. I mean, Alec Pierce hasn't done much this year, right? So, oh. so it looks like they're maybe trying to get weapons for basically for next year, right? I mean, they're not winning anything this year without Anthony Richardson. It seems silly for them to go out and shell out draft picks. For for Jerry Judy, but it if it's making sense, but it, but if it's barely anything, him and Pittman would be really good. Right. I think they would compliment. Very, yeah. They would compliment each Sucks other. Well. Pierce was a second round pick and it just doesn't seem like it's really panning out. Not all second round picks are good. Second round picks. Mm. I mean, sometimes it takes three years, like two, two at well, for like four games. Yeah. It but does. then Cooper cup comes back and then pushes two, two at well to the side. Yes. Um, Hunter Henry, Anchor injury, but came back in a game, so we'll see how that goes. Weird, uh, weird season. I've been digging into those stats. He's he's separating. He's doing a lot of things. He's just not getting the ball because the team sucks. His quarterback sucks big time. Yeah. So me, I'm in a super flex league. 
Tight end premium. Yeah. Today, somebody put in the group chat, who wants Mac Jones, you can have him for a sandwich. Yeah. And I go, I think I wrote something like, wow, you can get Mac Jones for a sandwich. And in my head, I'm going, wow, if he's offering that cheap, I should go trade for him. And I'm going, why? In my head, I was like, you know what? I'd rather have the sandwich. Mm-hmm. Give me the sandwich over Mac Jones. I don't Mac want Jones, anything to do with Mac, Mac Jones. Mac Jones is broken. They, te- they absolutely broke him. And it sucks too because like I feel like I never was a big Mac Jones guy, but what sucks is he's got nothing around him to even like make it seem like he had a chance. So I mean I think we're even getting, Ramondre Stevenson's not like I that. think we're starting to figure out, you know, Bill Bill Belichick's a hell of a defensive coach. Yes. He he cannot figure out the offensive personnel. Tom Brady basically covered up all his shortcomings, right? Yeah. His shortcomings are on the offensive side of the ball. He he's never been able to evaluate wide receivers. They've never been able to draft him ever since Bill Belichick was there. They they knew what they wanted in running backs. A lot of times they'd pick them up in free. Remember it was like Corey Dillon. It was they're yep. always bringing in guys that are veterans. Best receiver the they brought in was Brandy Moss. It was the best receiver they had. Exactly. Other guys were like Deion Branch. They got that Brady they, made. They got very lucky drafting two tight ends that were amazing out of one draft. Yep. And then it was they had these little, um, you know, like scatbacks. They yeah. were they were able to, they were able to find those guys. That's it. Yeah, and offensive right. linemen. They know offensive linemen, and that was because they had the one of the best offensive line coaches for years. He's gone now. Yeah, it's all starting to crumble around him. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. But you know what? You guys all had your glory. I have no pity. No, no, I I no. I just think as a fantasy football community, I think we 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 better start realizing that. I mean, I think everyone knows. But the end is I, near. They're in England for a complete reset. It's going to be a reset thing. And we mentioned Greg Dulcich. Yeah. Uh, he injured his hamstring uh, week one. Four weeks on IR. Came back in. Re-injured hamstring. We'll see what's going on there. Uh, I still, I almost had Greg Dulcich as my tight end buy mm-hmm. for the rebuild there. So I still, I do like Dulcich long term. Uh, I just came up with a better name. That's all. So let's get into some okay. of these guys we talked about. Where are we on time-wise? Because that was a lot of injuries and side talk. That yeah, was 38 minutes. 30 minutes. So we'll be quick on these uh, buys. Quarter, we have one each, quarterback and tight end. We did it on purpose, so we knew we had a lot of injuries to talk about. Before we get into those guys, I got to tell you, though, about our friends at Sleeper. I'm sure most of you know uh, Sleeper, and I'm sure most of you use Sleeper as your host and platform. And we have this great partnership with Sleeper because not only that is our app coming to the mini, and I got to see today what it looks like and how you'll be able to push trades through the Dynasty GM app. So when I've been been drooling over that. uh, So we've always been had it in the back pocket to be able to do that with MFL. And we're being special. We're being treated very special by Sleeper. We're the mm. only people that give access to that. Um, so if you go in the trade calculator and say, do you want to send this trade? So through the Dynasty GM, through Sleeper, you'll be able to actually send trades through our app, through Sleeper. That's sweet. One step closer to be able to set your lineup and do everything through the Woo. Dynasty GM app. So right now, Sleeper, they, they have a, they, they launch, besides the mini, uh, something new. So hopefully our mini, we're on the mini hopefully next week. I've said that now for five weeks straight. <laughs> but now that I saw that video of, the trade tool. Sure. I, it has to be close. It's got to be close. Our developer said all he was just trying to finish was he's like to push the trades through. He's like, well, it doesn't make sense for us to put it out. If we have this ability, we might as well do it. And might as well get week. it. Might as well get it functional, um, fully functional. But on top of that, what Sleeper's doing is they're offering DFS. That's right. They're offering DFS. And right now, they're offering up to 100 times your entry you can win. The highest payout in all the DFS markets right now. So for you to like... Listen, a lot of people out there are playing DFS, and I get it. Right. There's so many different options, and when you're already playing one site, why go to another? Well, because they offer you 
bonus deposits. And Sleeper, you're already on your app doing your lineups. Why not get on there and do some DFS stuff right now? And if you use a pro mode, promo code NERDS, they're going to match your deposit up to $100. And they're right now operational in 25 states, so you can get in there, set your lineups, play the game, and play some DFS on there all at the same time. Go to Sleeper, get their DFS, sign up, put the promo code note, promo code NERDS in. They're going to match your deposit, uh, and you're going to have a good time. Excellent, man. All right. uh, oh, now since Garrison, I got to tell you about our yeah, friends. FFPC, of course. FFPC, they launched in 2010, FFPC. Um, if you want to play high stakes dynasty, right? FFPC, FFPC is a place to go. You go to myffpc.com and you use same thing, promo code nerds. It's always nerds. And they're going to give you a $25 off uh, any league you want to join. You just have promo code for new members. You're going to get $25 off a $35 or up to $200 entry league. And what's great about FFPC that we always hammer home here is if you want to join a new dynasty league and you oh, don't have anybody to join, FFPC is the, my FFPC is a place to go. They've never had a dynasty league fold in the history of its existence. So for 13 years, they've never had a league fold. And it's your chance to, when, you know, when you play dynasty for a while, you get better at the game. You, you, you're naturally going to start playing higher stake leagues. I've done it. Like yeah. I no longer want to play in Like if you have a $50 league, I'm not even interested in it. Yeah, like I no. feel like it's not worth my time. I know it sounds stupid. No, no, no. On top of that though, as well, you get to know your teammates, but your teammates also get to know you in your regular leagues. This yeah. is your opportunity to go out into a kind of a, a pool of people that don't know you. They don't know what you're good at. They don't know your little tricks of your trade and all that kind of stuff. Go out and 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 use everything you've learned in your home leagues, and go go kind of out uh, go out into the wild. Yeah, so to I speak. need to do that because like all yeah. my leagues are nerd herd leagues, so everybody just listens to me talk for two hours <laughs> every week, and they know all the players I like, all the yep. trades I want to make, and it makes it so much harder for me. Uh, and people ask me all the time, like, how is it doing a dynasty podcast that a lot of people listen to, and then being in a league with people? I'm like, yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, because it people like there's no sneak, there's no everybody always knows what I'm thinking. Like, there's no like, oh, they want they know why I like that player. Sure. And, they, and everybody knows when I said trades on Tuesday nights, like, oh, he talked about that player on <laughs> yep, the podcast. Yep. So like, it's always, it's always that way. But not at myffpc.com. And if you want to play high stakes, this is the way to go do it. They have up to leagues. You get in there for up to $2,000. So use that promo code nerds, support them. It's a great site. It's one of my favorite hosting sites out there. Also compatible with the Dynasty GM. Of course. All right, Matt, let's get into some of our rebuild buys here. We have to be a little bit quicker. We got about 20 minutes here to talk about these guys. We'll jump into the Nerder show. Uh, we have two wide receivers and two running backs each on that show, correct? Yes, we sure All do. Right. So I, I mentioned earlier, Matt, uh, about Will Levis uh, as my rebuild buy here. Levi's is what I would prefer you <laughs> said, but uh, go ahead. So I think it's a real good buy window for uh, Will Levis right now. I think you probably go out there and get him for probably two thirds. And the Dynasty GM trade finder, I saw that he went for uh, Desmond Ritter straight up. He went for a 24 third. He went for um, a 24 second. He went for Trey Lance and like something unidentified as well for him. I think for a second or two thirds right now, this week's a good time to go out there and offer that. We just saw Malik Willis come in and he finished the game when Ryan Tannehill went out. Yep. But and he was named the number two. But you gotta look back. Remember, um, at the end of training camp, Will Levis had a hamstring injury. Like it was a significant hamstring injury. Sure was hamstring injury. And Malik Willis came in, and Malik Willis, I mean, outside of that screen he had a Tajay Spears that went for 48 yards, he looked exactly how I thought Malik Willis always looked. Struggles passing ball. Turdis Fergus. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He's a turd Fergus. Yep. Um, no offense to you personally, Will uh Malik. It's just Dynasty related wise, I want nothing to do with you. No, you go to I, bar, have a beer. 
I'm all down for it. But Dynasty, Vance football, don't come anywhere near me. Listen, obviously, you know, uh, Malik has the rushing upside that everyone wants, right? In a, in a quarterback here for fantasy purposes. He just offers nothing in the passing game. I don't see how Tennessee could really march him out there and, and kind of have him have him be the quarterback that replaces Ryan Tannehill. He just doesn't do enough of what they want to do. I mean, they want to be able to run the ball, do some play action stuff, and, and he's got to be able to hit open receivers. And Malik Wills, just, he's just not there. Right so Tennessee's in a weird spot right now. They're not winning football games. Right. You know, they're right in the middle of the road. Uh, they have a bye week this week, and looks like Ryan Taylor has a high ankle sprain. He's already had surgery on. So I don't expect him to be back in two weeks. I really don't. I expect him to be out for multiple weeks. And I think now that they have this much time to get Will Levis ready, this is the time to use him. Yeah. You know, they have I mean, to. Th- right. They're, they're two and four. They're last in the division. Yeah. They're, they're like, what are, you, what are you playing for, really? At this point, you need to see what you have. Like, right. I, I would not be surprised whatsoever if they trade away Derrick Henry. And as much as I talk crap on Derrick Henry, like, I feel like a really good trade partner for them would be the Cleveland Browns. Like, I really think Derrick Henry would fit in this offense really well uh, to make a push for last year's contract. You probably get him for super cheap, like a yeah. six round big. I think, I think Derrick Henry would be a great fit for the Browns. He'd be a great fit for the Bills um, as well. And for me, I mean, Will Levis, they took him in the, the 33rd pick in the second round. Somebody who had a lot of first round potential, poten- yep. you know, mm-hmm. but some people thought like, Will, hey man, like this is a guy who had more of like that strong workout kind of build. And yeah. some people thought like he was a little bit more into himself than he was uh, playing football, but it still took him in the second round very high. This is not like just a gamble pick. This is a, an investment pick and they need to see what they have in Will. And this seems to me like the perfect opportunity to put him out there. So for a couple of thirds, even a second, like a late, if I'm a contender and you never have an opportunity to get a quarterback usually, and will probably win the second round of uh, most super flex leagues right there. Anyways, if they drop you for a late second, I'm willing to take a chance on him um, just for him to come in and see what he has here in Tennessee. Do you, do you think you'd be able to get him in a super flex right now? Knowing that obviously the Tannehill news is breaking and, and they're finally going to get a chance to see him. I think with the chance, I think that with the fact that Malik Willis is listed as number two right now and he came in, I do think there's a chance. Okay. That, that, yeah, that little bit of unknown might be enough, I think, to maybe get that done. But you have two weeks to do it or until the news breaks that, hey, they're going to start Malik, Will Levis. And then that price right. tag, with it's the, unattainable. So I think, I feel like week, this yeah. rebuild buy is like now. Like sure. Now's the time you do it. And the most I'm paying is a late second because I have no problem wasting a late second on a quarterback that has some upside that has a draft capital to back him up. I mean, this is Drew Brees draft capital. Right. No, absolutely. And, and I guess similarly, um, if you want to switch over to mine here, piggyback. Yeah. Let's piggyback this one. I mean, Aiden O'Connell right now is my guy and both these guys are getting almost identical sort of, opportunities right I mean both the guys ahead of them went down there the the difference I think between the Raiders and and Tennessee the Raiders are still in it they're three and three so this is kind of a weird one it's not a slam dunk that Aiden O'Connell they haven't come out and announced that yet whether it's going to be him starting Brian Brian Hoyer Hoyer. Um, Brian Hoyer obviously finished this this past game but I mean Aiden O'Connell was just the emergency guy right so he wasn't even active uh, and he couldn't play unless Hoyer went down so you know, they're coming up on next week. We'll see. Um, this could kind of, in my opinion, this could go one of two ways. They could just say, Hey, let's, let's see what we have in Aiden O'Connell right now. Let's get him ready. We, we have this, this week to do it. Um, and as long as Jimmy G's out, we're going to stick with the young kid or they could go the Hoyer route and 
and we've we've seen Hoyer. I feel like long enough. He's he's an aged veteran that is okay, but he's not going to win you any games. So I, if they if they went the Brian Hoyer route, they might end up just losing themselves out of this race, and we might end up getting like an extended look at Aiden O'Connell then towards the end of this season. Mm-hmm. So either way, I think Aiden O'Connell is going to get a shot this year, whether it be right now for a short window and kind of see what we have in him or towards the end of the season when inevitably, you know, the, the, the Raiders kind of fall off the map and, and are out of playoff contention. So that's what makes him, in my opinion, right now, a great guy to go out and grab in any sort of super flex um, format. Obviously one QB league, he's just going to be sitting around on people's waiver wire. This was a fourth round draft pick. He, 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 Probably didn't get drafted. If he did, it was very late. Um, so I, I'm not as interested in the one QB leagues, but if it's a two QB league or a super flex league, Aiden O'Connell right now is worth it. And, and I was just trying to pull up my um, my nerds calculator or, or the calculator here to see exactly what he's going for on here because that was the one part I forgot to do. It can't be much. No, I, I couldn't imagine. It I mean, same pro- you're probably talking third round pick um, um, right now as of this week. So super flex. Maybe two thirds. It's, it's, I see a him and Fant for Higby and a fourth. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's oh, so just a third. Yeah. Basically just a third. Cause you're, you're swapping a couple of tight ends and then, and then, you know, a little bit on top. So right around a third, you know, there's one that's Aiden O'Connell and a fifth for a, a 25 second. Oh yeah. Forget that. Or a second. But yeah. yeah. But no, I but mean, him and a, him, him for a fourth. So swinging. it's, it's very, yeah. And, and super flex you, anytime you have a chance to swing at a quarterback that has any kind of notion or rumor that it could potential be the starter like why wouldn't you swing that bat and and he he started one game this year it wasn't a big time output game right it was about 12 12 points or something like that so it wasn't crazy but in the preseason he looked really efficient right he looked good and and good arm non-mobile whatsoever he's not going to offer you anything this is going to be a a totally a pocket passer type of guy and you know he's got a shot with a couple of these guys on the the jacoby myers relatively young guy you know, obviously, uh, Michael Mayer, his his snaps have increased and his mm-hmm. routes have increased, and he's actually Look looked good. he's actually looked good. He's looked better than I thought he would. Yeah, um, and, and, more you know, athletic than I thought he would look. Correct, and that's what I meant by better. He 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 looks more athletic. So I'm glad you said that. Um, and obviously, Devonte Adams will, will make a lot of people yeah. that you know that aren't necessarily fantastic look a lot better. I see my husband step step up and get better. That's all. Cause now, now mayor's starting to look good. Laporte has been lights out day one. And, and it was seven for the year. It's like this, tri- this tight end class will change the landscape. Yeah. Um, so it's exciting. Speaking of tight ends, uh, my rebuild by at tight end is Trey McBride of the Arizona Cardinals. And you know, it's coming off a really big week for him uh, where the routes or the snap count even changed yeah. a lot for him. Zach Ertz and Zach Ertz started a year off end of the year. Last year looked really good as a high end tight end. But after this past week, when it came to actual snaps, Trey McBride outsnapped Zach Ertz. He had 44 snaps compared to Zach Ertz to 35. When it came to running routes, Ertz ran 24 and McBride only 22. But McBride had his best game. He caught four of his five targets for 62 yards uh, in the game. And this is somebody who they took in the second round as mm-hmm. well. And Kyler Murray is right around the corner. He's supposed to start practicing tomorrow. Uh and he's going to come back into this this team, a team that does not have a lot of weapons uh, on their roster. Say the I, least. I'm still wondering what the motivation is, but I guess they want to try to win some games. Let's see. I, I mean, I don't. I mean, they're they're an abysmal team. They're 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 pretty bad. Their record is abysmal. They've actually fought pretty good here in in the weeks. They haven't looked horrible. At and that's times. probably it. I mean, yeah. you, gotta imagine, you have a first year head coach. Right. He's got it. He's got to win. Yeah, you're getting your. You're paying this guy a boatload of money. 
Um, and you feel like, hey, if I had, we had Kyler, we could probably win some of these games. Yeah. Um, no, no disrespect to Josh Jobs, but Josh Jobs is what Josh Jobs is. He's a very good backup quarterback to have. He's the kind of guy you throw in there for a couple games, and you might go 500 yep. uh, with him. But you know, Kyler Murray is a difference maker, and with Trey McBride, you know, in here with not a lot of weapons, Michael Wilson's looked really good. Mm-hmm. He's he's an up and coming receiver. Uh, I don't want to put a lot of rookies on my rebuild buys because they're harder to buy. So yeah. I, I didn't put Mike Wilson on there, but sure. he's somebody else I thought of in this process. But when you're looking at long-term, I mean, Marquise Brown, he might get traded. Who knows? We don't know what his long-term uh, viability is here. Before, I thought he was guaranteed because they have a first-round pick for him. But with new management now in there, that's nothing's guaranteed uh, at this point. So I feel I feel like more and more first-round draft picks are just flowing around. They're just getting moved. They're all, there's been a lot more trades. A lot more trades. Definitely the, the deadline. Yeah. And, and McBride, didn't, didn't McBride win the Mackey Award? That sounds right. Okay. I think you did. Um, so when he comes in here, I mean, this week he's going to play the Seahawks defense. Defense right now, I mean, this is somebody, when it comes to stopping a tight end, they are in the bottom, bottom of the league. Like, they're like the fourth. They give it the fourth most yards per catch, 8.8 uh, in so far this year to tight end. So McBride can take another step forward this year, uh, this, this week. week. Yeah. If I'm in tight end premium league, I have no problem offering a second round pick if I'm a contender for McBride yeah. uh, for some depth there for a tight end that might step up here. Um, I'm a tight end uh, hoarder. Yeah. So, so I mean, I, I want to get as many as I can. And if it's a late second and I need some tight end help, this is a really good investment for a guy who they take in the second round. Because if he steps up, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up like after next year, getting one of those like Cole Komet contracts, right? Like, oh, he's good enough. Here, here's $13 million a year. Sure. He looked good last week, and I expected to get better. Now that you're actually going to give him more snaps over Zach Ertz, it looks like Zach Ertz will either get traded possibly uh, for nothing yeah. um, to a team that can use him or just outright lose his job to Trey. He's a good player. He, he just has been kind of buried since he got there. So um, it, it is nice to see him kind of emerging. Um, and you can never have too many tight ends. Never. Never. I mean, even a non tight end premium. Exactly. I was in my roster. I'm like, I could use more tight ends. I I never feel like I have enough. I really don't. And it's probably a sickness of mine. Um, some I, of my some of my teams I have so many tight ends, but there are guys like they're just sitting there like you know, like guys. I still have like Irv Smith, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like all those kind of guys. Like, oh god, hasn't done anything. And you don't want to cut him. No. You know, the guys like, oh, I can't cut him. Yeah. What if he What if he starts performing? Um. Or what if I just need him for one week to perform? Because that's what the that's what the tight tight end landscape is. It's yep. so ridiculous. Oh, you're man. playing the Seahawks? Yeah, I get you in there. Yep, exactly. It's it's stupid. Um, unless you have one of those top three guys, then you're scrambling every single week. <sighs> Wish I had more Sam Laporta. Oh, Should have married too. him. I know. Totally married the wrong guy. Uh, <laughs> Story of my life, babe. <laughs> All right. Spe- speaking of tight ends, last guy. My guy. K- uh, my guy's Kate Otten. Yeah. Um, Really, I loved what I showed last year. Uh, you know, he hasn't really had high end, super high end production or anything like that. He's tight end 28 on the year. Um, there's just a lot of balls getting funneled to two players, right? On his team, it is it is Chris Godwin, it is it is Mike Evans. He's tied right now for third on 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 the team with targets with 17 with Rashad White. So there's just not a lot uh, going other places for now. For now. Exactly my whole point. Um, so that's that's kind of why I brought it up. The whole the whole thing is, is the top dog right now is Mike Evans. He's got he's got all he's got the most the most the most receptions the most targets most everything, and all that stuff's going his way. And and what is he? He's he's a six foot five big kind of target. And and he's thirty years old. He's in the last year of his deal. He's already he's already written his goodbye letter saying I am going to go 
explore the trade, the free agent market. And he's a free agent at the end of the year. So, I mean, do I think that all, all of his targets are going to go straight from Mike Evans to Kate Allen? Yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> no, obviously not. But he is going to be, the, he is going to be the guy that's six foot five, six foot six. He's going to be the most easily and most natural guy to kind of fill some of the roles and some of those spots that are, that are vacated when Mike Evans leaves. So we all know it. Tight, a tight end like Kate Otten, he's athletic enough. He's not super athletic. It's going to be targets. It's always going to come down to targets. Exactly. Tight ends, at tight ends, target is king. If you, yeah. get, if, you, if you get the targets, you're going to end up being a king. So Kate Otten, he's going to see an obvious boost in that stuff between this year and next year. So this isn't like a you need to do it right now type of move. I think he's going to stay pretty static right where right around where he's at now. He's going to be in the 20s somewhere as far as where, this, where these tight ends um, where he tied, where he finishes for the year, but come next year is when you're going to see the bump. Yeah. So I think he'll be going into his third year and he's going to get a natural bump in targets. He's just a nice long-term type of, of tight end that, that you can just get thrown in on. Deals. And the natural breakout year for tight ends is third year. And the exactly. same reason, like I was shitting on uh Quentin Johnson earlier. It's like, dude, he's still a rookie and right. some rookies take two to three. Like, and, and Johnson was always like a developmental player in the first place. Like we, when we were scouting this, watching this tape, we're like, Hey, this guy's got a lot of stuff. He has to work on. Yeah. Catching um, the ball with it away from his body yeah. and, and just separating and it. separate. And, yeah. and what we see this weekend, yeah. he couldn't separate. Yep. Unbelievable. So like K9 going to that natural third year. Again, somebody long shot to be really fancy relevant, but his price is so cheap. Like why not put him on the bottom of your roster? Like, and these are the players like you want on the bottom of your roster, mm-hmm. right? Like, hey, you don't feel we talking about like, oh, I can't cut this guy. Like, if he doesn't hit next year, early next year, you have no problem cutting Kate Otten. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, there's no problem whatsoever. Same thing, like, okay, Adam Troutman's going to Denver. They brought him there, like, oh, let's see what he got. Oh, okay. Turns out, not much. I have no problem getting now rid of Tra- Adam Troutman after uh, he came out, you know, was it Dayton? Is he a flyer? Yes. He's a Dayton flyer, right? Yes, I believe so. Um, you know, the whole time he was out there, it was in New Orleans. Yes. Yeah, North. And you're like, hey, now he's going here. Let's see what he have. Nothing. I can cut him. Yep. So before last year, I wouldn't have cut him. Now I have no problem cutting him. So that's it. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. We'll be back next week with Garrett. He'll be way more tan. Way Talk about week more eight. Tan. Hopefully we don't lose any more players out for the year, but we will. Well, we will for sure. We it's will. It's going to happen. Hope it's not my guys. Yeah. I've been for the most part, besides losing Nick Chubb and Nick J.K. Dobbins, I've been he will stay pretty healthy in my leagues. Yeah, knock on wood, dude. That's right when the bottom falls out. I'm going to lose all my guys this yes. week. Not a problem whatsoever. <laughs> I don't feel bad about Appreciate everybody that left us, let us, uh, left us, left us. That left us. Let me swallow my saliva. There you go. Uh, which I habitually do not do. Uh, <laughs> we always appreciate the support. Leave us a rating review on the podcast if you could. Adios.